Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of the scriptures, let us open the Bible and turn to Psalm 116. This Psalm is written by a person who evidently is so much in love with the Lord and he goes on in this Psalm in the mode of a praise and worship and thanksgiving because God has done great and mighty works for him. When we go through the Psalm, we understand that the Psalmist had gone through various crisis situations in his life and at one point of time he despaired of his very life and he, his life was almost lost. But God graciously delivered him from all those problems and because of that his response to God is one of love and thanksgiving and praise. In verses 1 to 4 of the psalm, the psalmist talks about the prayer answering God. He says here, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. We see here the beauty of our God is mainly revealed in the form of answered prayer to the psalmist. He says he loves the Lord because God has heard his voice and his cries for mercy. God has inclined his ear to him and therefore he will call upon him as long as he lives. The psalmist realizes that although there are millions and billions of people who are always praying before the Lord, when we pray before the Lord, it is almost as though we have a hotline with him because he is omniscient, because he is omnipresent. He answers our prayers as though we have a direct hotline with him, as though he is exclusively listening only to our prayers. And the psalmist says in verse 2, because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The greatest motivation to today's prayer is the fact that God listened to us yesterday and in the days past and he answered our prayers and that prompts us to once again reconnect with him in prayer always. In verse 3 we see that the psalmist was nearly in the throes of death and he was almost at the gates of Sheol. But at that point of time in his distress and anguish he called upon the name of the Lord and the Lord delivered his soul and answered his prayers. We see that in verses 5 to 7, the Lord continues to be gracious and bountiful to the psalmist and he acknowledges that and he goes on and declares the various mercies and attributes of God. He says here, gracious is the Lord and righteous, our God is merciful, he preserves the simple, when I was brought low he saved me, return O my soul to your rest for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. In these verses, verses 5 to 7, the psalmist declares the great things that God has done for him and the beautiful nature of the Lord. First of all, he says the Lord is gracious and righteous. The Lord is merciful. We look at the Lord here in this portrait of God and we see such goodness and mercy and kindness in his face. And we are so privileged to call this God as our Lord and we are so privileged that we are entering into such a beautiful relationship with him. In verse 6, the psalmist says, The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. We understand one thing over here. When the psalmist uses the word simple, it doesn't mean a person who is silly or idiotic, but it is a person who approaches God with a childlike faith, with simplicity, with innocence, without any agenda of his own. Like a child approaches his father, when we approach the Lord, he is gracious and merciful to us and he preserves us. And when we have such an attitude before the Lord, he even protects us and preserves us from the mistakes that we tend to make. 
The psalmist continues to say, when I was brought low, he saved me. Here is a man of God who received that precious salvation from God for which he is so thankful and grateful before the Lord. In verse 7 he says, return O my soul to your rest. He is telling his own soul, he is telling his own mind, come back and be restful. Do not be disquieted, do not be turbulent. This is the time for you to rest because God has brought salvation for you. God has dealt bountifully with you. It is one thing to be saved from death. It is another thing to receive salvation from God. But it is a greater thing to understand that God deals bountifully with us. He goes beyond and above the realm of salvation and forgiveness of sins. And he blesses you abundantly because you have chosen to trust in him. Verses 8 and 9 form like the crux of this psalm or the central portion of the psalm where the psalmist not only talks about what the Lord has done for him, but he also says and determines in his heart that he will be faithful before the Lord. He says, for you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling. Therefore, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Here is a man who has seen the deliverance of God in his life. The hand of God has been there in his life. His eyes have been preserved from tears and his feet have been kept from stumbling. These are great things when we look at our life, when we experience all these things on a daily basis. God delivers us, he preserves us from tears and he keeps our feet from stumbling for which we have to be thankful to God. And the psalmist says, therefore I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. When the psalmist says he will walk before the Lord in the land of the living, he means in his earthly sojourn, while he is living his life here on this earth, he is going to live it as though he is walking along with God. He is going to walk in the spirit. He is going to be yoked with Christ and walk the life in a manner that pleases God. And this is the consecration and the determination of a man who has received such great blessings from the hand of God. If in verses 5 to 9 we see the gracious and merciful God and his faithfulness towards the psalmist, sharp contrast is provided in verses 10 and 11 where the psalmist says, I believed even when I spoke, I am greatly afflicted. I said in my alarm, all mankind are liars. Here is a man of God who has experienced lies and ill treatment at the hand of the people who were probably his enemies and he is disgusted with that. But please remember, this is not a person who is cynical or skeptical. His expectancy is only from God. He just looks to the mankind and recognizes the fact that one cannot expect anything better than lies and deceit at the hands of the people who are his enemies. His expectancy is not from them. He looks to God because all good things are going to come from God and God alone. And because he places his trust in God, he is not going to be disappointed when others deceive him or say bad things about him. He knows it is ultimately God who is going to preserve him. This entire psalm starts with the verse, I love the Lord. And we know according to Romans chapter 8 verse 28 that all things work together for the good of those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. And the psalmist is filled with that kind of a relief in his heart. Again, when we look at verses 12 to 14, we see a man who is really filled with thanksgiving and praise for the Lord because he knows that he has received so many benefits from the Lord. He says in verse 12, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? Dearly beloved, if you are listening to my voice, I encourage you, take a moment, pause and think of the various benefits that God has given in our lives, various things that the Lord has done for us, the various ways in which he has kept us, protected us and preserved us. And then our hearts will be filled with thanksgiving. Let us pause the psalm. Let us think about the various mercies of God and let us thank God in response to that. 
the psalmist goes on in verses 13 to 14 and he says he, when he remembers all the great things that the lord has done for him he says i will lift up the cup of salvation and i will call upon the name of the lord i will pay my vows to the lord in the presence of all his people here is a man of God who enjoys the salvation that he has received so much that he comes before the congregation. He raises up the cup of his salvation and he calls upon the name of the Lord, recognizing that God of heaven and earth is the one who created him, who made him, who protected him. And to him, he is submitting this day. The psalmist also says that he will pay the vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. And this cannot be understood as a person who is cheaply trying to bribe God into doing what he wants. But rather, it is a reasonable response of a man who has enjoyed much favor and benefits from the Lord. And his heart is so filled with thanksgiving and praise that it just overflows. And he wants to rededicate his life by fulfilling the vows that he has made before the Lord. The psalmist now comes to the last portion of the psalm in verses 15 and 16 where he recollects the great faithfulness of the Lord and he thanks God for that. He says here, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, I am your servant, I am your servant, the son of your maidservant, you have loosed my bonds. Verse 15 is a precious verse that gives great hope to the people who are facing death in before them because they can realize that it is precious in the sight of the Lord. The death of the saints of God is very precious in the sight of God. God is a God who stood up to receive Stephen when he was stoned and that he does for every believer I believe as we finish our earthly race and as we enter into the presence of God, the Lord shall welcome us into his presence. And that is a joyous occasion for a person who has received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior while he was here on this earth. And that is what is brought forth in great force and beauty in this verse. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Dearly beloved, we have hope beyond this earthly life. We have hope in eternity because we have chosen to trust Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior today. We have a hope that he shall take us unto himself either when he comes in the clouds or through death when we come into the presence of God. The Lord shall take us into his glory. In verse 16, the psalmist reminds himself and the Lord that he has been a faithful servant and even his heritage is that of faithfully serving the Lord where he says, I am the son of your maidservant. And he recollects the fact that the Lord had indeed loosened his bands and his bonds. As a result of which he decides in verses 17 to 19 to once again give thanks to God. He says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Dearly beloved, what is our response to the Lord after having received so many benefits from him, after having received every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms from the Lord Jesus, after having received the precious salvation because of the great sacrifice that Jesus gave for us on the cross at Calvary? What is our response? The psalmist reminds us that our response should be one of thanksgiving to the Lord. Sacrificially, we have to thank God for everything that he has done in our life. Before the people, we have to testify and we have to pay the vows to the Lord. Before the courts of the house of the Lord, we have to testify and praise his holy name. Dearly beloved, may the Lord help us through the meditation of these scriptures to look beyond our earthly life and to look to the Lord and to focus on him as we run this earthly race. May the Lord bless us through the meditation of these scriptures.